0: And welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Reagan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100 percent Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of TV My Husband Hates. How you doing, Reagan? Uh, I'm good. I'm
1: uh, chilling in the snowy tundra. That is Colorado in April. And that, that really pisses me off. mental. Oh, uh, like this is the hardest part of the the year when we've like had like 70 degree weekends and it's been really nice. And then like gross, wet, heavy spring snow. I mean, we need the moisture, so I have to be thankful for it. But like... It's not irritating. my cup of tea. It's so especially, irritating. I mean, our especially kids. when are, you have to do the drive. Yeah. And our kids break up for summer next month. <laughs> yes. You know, that's, like school. That's fucking weird. Ends in May. So it's like, what's going on? I need some warmth.
0: Tough, tough times. Yep, um,
1: that's Weather Corner uh, from Colorado. How's the weather we in the UK? <laughs> I
0: mean, four seasons in one day. Yeah. It's very similar.
1: It's a very similar We had sun,
0: we had snow, we had rain, and we had grayness all in one day. It was ridiculous. Um, but in other news, I've been vaccinated. That's Yay! great. Um, Welcome everybody to everybody loves our vaccination chat. Uh,
1: no, no, they don't. No, yeah. We got very slighted on a review for our vaccination chat. And I don't really understand why. Like, are they anti-vaxxer and they wanted to talk to us about why we shouldn't be vaccinated? I thought we made ourselves very clear on that particular point. For sure. Also, I mean, I love you guys, but this is not a conversation. I mean, it's a conversation between us.
0: <laughs> that was what the review said, wasn't it? It said we were cowards yeah. because we did the Vax chat, but didn't invite any response back. And I was like, I feel like you're misunderstanding the, the podcast. Yeah, format i mean i'd love um, to be
1: able to have you guys chat with us on the day but that that's just not how it we roll or how we record
0: no so, but, i mean but if, to that person who by the way called us cowards and reviewed anonymously right just, the three y's
1: the two g's and a couple w's thrown in there and we're the cowards leave mm-hmm. your name i mean yeah come on
0: i mean she's more than welcome to or her or him more than yeah. welcome to set up Fair. their own podcast uh, we'll happily chat to them about vaccinations on there and <laughs> <Will> why <we? laughs> I mean sure.
1: I'm just uh, bored of vaccination chats personally. Like I'm I just think everybody should have them because I feel like, you know, well we're just gonna go on and on about vaccines now. But if the people in smallpox time decided they didn't want the vaccine, we'd still have smallpox. Like it's just the way it goes.
0: Yeah. I mean it's not rocket science. I've got a joke no. about um
1: the oh, vaccination.
0: Detail. Give it to but me. I just, I just don't think everybody will get it. Oh. Uh, that's well, the joke. You can tell me. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh that's a good one. Dad we also joke we,
1: we also heard from James in Australia. Thank you, James, for writing us. Um, Thanks, James. James has put it to us that if we're going to drop The Real Housewives of Atlanta, that we should pick up Married to Medicine Atlanta. Now, I have not... The only Married to Medicine I watched was ages ago, and mainly because it was in Houston, but it was only one season, which is where I lived.
0: Um, I have never watched Married to Medicine Atlanta. Have you? So I think I've probably watched about five or six episodes, but I haven't committed to it. I do think we need to have like an off... Mike chat about adding something in because keeping up with the Kardashians is dull as fuck. We've ditched yeah. Atlanta. Fair. Maybe maybe there's something else that we Should can we add in. Should we just pick so something we'll up mid-season? We could. Let's look at Married to Medicine, but also let's see, let's have a chat. And if anybody's out there that's watching a show that you're like, I can't believe you guys don't discuss this, then hit us up with an email at hey at tvmyhusbandhates.com because we are always open. But you do have to make sure that we can watch it in the US and the UK.
1: Yeah. And side note, we are both already watching 90 Day Fiance. We just watch it for fun and not for the podcast.
0: Yeah, there are some shows that we have to keep just for fun. For because, sure. Um, <laughs> but we because do ha- if I don't have any reality TV to just have in the background, then I'm yeah. a nasty little person. For sure. We do have The Hills.
1: Trailer has dropped. We shared it on our stories, so that's coming up. So has Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes, that trailer's that's dropped. That's coming up and New York is coming up as well. So we do have shows coming okay. up to fill the holes. Oh, oh, and Family Karma. To fill- Will oh, be coming is back that coming out.
0: Back too. It is oh, the well, trailer dropped not. as well.
1: Yeah. Then let's so not we've because we're going to be inundated. But what we may want to do is because Married to Medicine Atlanta always comes out when the Real Housewives of Atlanta does. If we decide not to pick up Atlanta the next go round, maybe we just substitute it for Married to Medicine. I'm willing to think about that. Me
0: too. I'm here but for thanks, that. But thanks, James.
1: Thanks for bringing a new show to our attention, and uh, we'll check it out.
0: Yeah. Um, also, top of the show, we have, have forgotten to do this in For weeks sure. and weeks, but I'm doing it right now. So, if you haven't already subscribed and written a review, then I would be so grateful if you could. Now, also, I have to do a quick correction. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if I made myself clear the other day when I said, if you write a review, we'll sort out a pop socket. I think what I thought I was saying is when we get the pop sockets done. Then we'll send out PopSocket for each review. Somebody wrote a review and then is like, okay, where's my pop socket? How do I make this happen? And I was like, oh, <gasps> I fucked this up. Yeah. So I'm we'll on it. we'll keep your
1: name, one person who paid attention to that chat.
0: Absolutely, I'm on it. <laughs> and I am in the process of making that happen, but I just... It's not happening yet, but as soon as it does, you'll get your pop socket. And also, Reagan, I've been thinking about other merch because there's a new Ooh. thing that popped up on Squarespace today that's really exciting. So we can yeah. talk about that later. Yay. Too.
1: All right. Well, should we uh, dive right into BDSY then?
0: I mean, that sounds so dirty. <laughs> not as dirty as what's going on on that boat. <laughs> well, that's true. Okay. Let's talk about one of Below Deck's biggest car crashes yet. And it's The professional Sydney. cock
1: blocker that is Sydney. I mean, she I'm, should go into business to be a cock blocker.
0: She should. Women it, should hire her. She is the most successful cock blocker I have seen. She really commits. And then by the end of it, by the end of that night, she's got Ali, not just not shagging Gary, but, but committing telling her to. to never shagging Gary <laughs> and telling her to do it. Which honestly, I think is a mistake
1: because I think between Gary and Ali, there's kind of something real there. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, real on the boat. I'll, I'll make that caveat. Yeah, real on the, the boat. Context. He seems to actually care about her feelings and how she's doing because she's obviously just lost her grandfather. Um, Sydney, I'm pissed at you because you just make me like Gary more and more every week. Like, I, kn- I know he slept with you and you're his boss and that was probably not okay, but he handled that really professionally. You're the one that handled it in a crazy manner. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Gary handles all of his unprofessional behavior really fucking professionally. Like, I have to give him credit for that. There's a lot about him that I don't like, and he kind of makes my skin crawl, but I have to respect the way that he is handling these women. In, in, as, in as much as he's been very clear with both of them about what he Once. Yeah. Very clear. And I have to say, I'm not just disappointed with Sydney this week. I'm disappointed with Ali too, because I think their behavior at the end when Ali is egging Sydney on to jump into bed with Gary, when he is passed out unconscious, it's not. Let's just turn that round. Let's just flip that round and and imagine that it it was a girl passed out unconscious in bed and Gary just climbed uninvited into her bed. For sure. It'd be a problem. I mean, it would be harassment. For sure.
1: In the it's very not least. okay.
0: No, and I and Gary has every right to be pissed off the next morning for sure. For sure, it's so weird. It's such a weird night.
1: Like, and well, honestly, I'm like that. Everybody is pissed at them. I'd be pissed at them too for like screaming and yelling. Like, yeah, when JL's not happy night. either. Poor JL. I mean, this like giant squished in like a normal person's bed is finally getting some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and Allie just continually wakes him up, and then gets really upset at him for telling her to fuck off. Like, if that's I mean, all you were told, and you didn't have anything thrown at you,
0: you got kind out of all right. Lucky. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You did. Well, and he, to be fair, he doesn't jump straight to fuck off. He does say, "No, get out. I'm sleeping. Get out." She's like, no, no, come on, come on," and he's like, "For fucks' sake, fuck off." I yeah. think perfectly legitimate for sure. And then, and then here's the funny thing: the next morning, Ali tells Gary to fuck off. Yeah, and then almost immediately marches to JL and dem- demands an apology from him for telling her to fuck off. Yeah, she needs to take take a break. I know she's going through some shit. I get that. And, yeah, and that's fine. But um, you yeah. can't that just doesn't make it. You can't be. That's not okay.
1: It's not okay. It's not okay. Some hot tea about JL, by the way, in like real life is... um, So apparently Danny is pregnant in real life right now. And there are speculations Uh, that JL is the father. And the speculations have been fueled because he's also stopped tagging her in like all the group photos of Instagram. So the word on the street is he wants nothing to do with the kid. And so he's like not... He's cut off all contact.
0: Here's the other, and I have not, the, the first I heard about this was when you mentioned it yeah. just before we came um, on air, but um, the other option could be that they were together and she got pregnant and it's not his. Fair,
1: fair. That just would be the, the JL side of the story, 100%. Yeah, it could be that too. Granted, it was COVID, um, so I don't know how much people were running around hooking up either.
0: Oh, well, I, f- I suspect a lot more people than we think were running yeah. around hooking up. For sure.
1: But anyways, uh, the douchebag boys are back.
0: Yes, they are. But they seem to be in slightly better behavior this time. For sure.
1: And I don't know how they're super happy with their food when Natasha apparently has no idea how to make any other type of egg than like scrambled or a weird Benedict that does not include ham and an English muffin. Just includes poached (laughs) eggs swimming in a pool of hollandaise.
0: Hollandaise. Um, Natasha is... Fucking awful. I'm sorry, I'm she's just the gonna worst. say this.
1: I mean, I think she she's is, one step better than the Russian chef that we had on below deck med. That's where I would put her. Yeah. One notch above.
0: Yeah. I would a hundred percent agree. Her insecurities are so fucking damaging. Like she yeah. can't admit anything. She can't be vulnerable. She can't even consider that she doesn't know the answer to a question. Well, and she every can't time even Day- let Daisy be being super the leader
1: of Daisy's department. It is Daisy's job to tell you when the like what the guests want and when to put it out. That is actually her job.
0: And it doesn't matter actually what fucking eggs are what. If the guest says, I want these eggs, I want them yeah. to look like this, and I'm going to fucking call them this, then you go, you okay, fine. Yeah. You go, okay, fine. If that's not that- it. If that's what you want. That's what you can have. Because you, you know, are
1: a chef, and you are supposed to know that shit or look up that shit.
0: It's, she's a nightmare, and also I always get a bit like suspicious of chefs who are like, "Well, I worked at Michelin stars, and I did this, that, and the other." I'm right. like, "Well, why aren't you there?"
1: Well, and what like, was your role in that Michelin star kitchen? Did you cut yeah. little stars? I mean, do you know what Don't I'm saying? Tell me like that you those kitchens, you literally could have been doing one job for years.
0: Yeah. And also, you make do, you this know, sauce. Don't, don't tell me that you trained all that time to go and work in Michelin star restaurants, and then decided to be a yacht chef. You want to be a yacht chef and just be treated like shit by guests, you know? Because essentially, there's no, there's no glory in being a yacht chef. So no. why would you be there? And the money is fine. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's I mean, just maybe the money and travel,
1: and you run your own kitchen. You don't have to deal with anybody else. Maybe you're just anti-social chef.
0: Maybe you're just a dick chef. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, I'm enjoying Below Deck Sailing Yacht. Um, and I'm sad to hear that there's a rift between JL and Danny because... Me too. I'm know, enjoying them. I'm enjoying that she's getting her rocks off, honestly. Yeah, and their little flirtations are cute. I
1: mean, Sydney doesn't think it's cute because apparently he's not doing his work at night. Um, but I, I'm really suspect on Sydney considering she thinks Gary and her just broke up.
0: I know. She was like, "It's hard to get over a breakup." She thinks she's in love with him. It's like, babe, you slept Dude. with him once on like the second day re- you knew him, and he's or made maybe even really the first day that this was never a relationship. Like, God. even if he hadn't said this is clearly a one night stand, <laughs> like even if he'd entertained the fact that this might turn into a yeah. relationship, it certainly never got there. It's
1: no mortifying. Oh, I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine trying to like manage somebody who thinks you're in a relationship?
0: No, I mean that's like that. Isn't there a it's film about that with stuff. Glenn Close there and, is. Some, and a dead bunny? <laughs> For sure, that's the shit. That's oh, the shit man. that Sydney's gonna find herself fucking doing.
1: For sure, there's gonna be like dead fish put somewhere.
0: Yeah, to Gary's gonna pull back his duvet and find <laughs> fish guts everywhere. Oh, uh, Poor Colin, <laughs> they're gonna like have oh. soaked through onto his bunk. <laughs> Gross. Um I think that's it. I think that is it. While we've got you here, we'd love to talk to you about our brand new Patreon account. Woohoo! It's all the extra content
1: that is not only about reality TV, but all the other TV that we happen to be watching.
0: And if that wasn't cool enough, we also give away a little bit more about ourselves, so there's lots of personal stuff on there too if you want to get to know us better. So head on
1: over to Patreon.com, search for TV My Husband Hates, and all this extra content can be yours for less than a cup of coffee. Or a glass of wine. Whatever you choose.
0: All right, let's move on to Dallas, where um, we are in Oklahoma again. Yes, and Steph sets up her redneck relay. Um, some concerns over the, you know, the validity of, of redneck term. I don't know how oh. it. What do you reckon?
1: I feel like this is all filler bullshit that they just didn't have enough to put in the episode. I really don't like when they do these types of things. I don't know why no, it bothers me so much, but it's just like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe the redneck conversation is valid. I have no idea. I I lived in Texas, never considered myself a redneck. I'd punch somebody if they called me a redneck, so... I think it's derogatory. I'm with <laughs> Tiffany on this one, but, but people say it very loud and proud. I mean, you know, Trump supporters are proud of being Trump supporters too.
0: Yeah, you know, go figure. Um, yeah. The other thing we see is, I love that Steph brings Charlie back. Absolutely. Um, and puts him front and center in front of Kerry and Kerry is forced to apologize. Now, Kerry, for, for Kerry, apologizing doesn't come naturally, does it?
1: No, I mean I think we got a lot of a not apology before we ever got to the real apology. I also question the validity of Carrie's tears with Stephanie. I feel like Carrie's very manipulative,
0: hugely. And I, but I also, I wonder what Carrie sees in Stephanie that means that she holds herself to a higher standard for her, like right. Why not be so devastated when Deandra's upset? Like, right. what is it about <laughs> Stephanie being yeah. upset that that breaks her tiny little heart? I um don't know. It's weird, uh, yeah. but I like that Stephanie holds her accountable. Like, she's like, "It's not okay," and you are going to apologize, and she does. And remarkably, he apologizes back to her, which he totally didn't need to do that. Nope. No way. No. Um, what a nice anyway. Man. Well, so super nice. Then they proceed to get absolutely shit faced
1: <laughs> and play pranks on each other, which I love that Tiffany brought a stink bomb. Did you guys have those in the UK? Yeah. 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 So um, hilarious. So outside of her comfort zone. I dig it. She's really yeah. getting on board with the girls. I think that's great. And then Carrie takes it all way too far. I don't
0: know what to do. Like, it's, I would be absolutely. I would have left. Fucking raging. I would have left. Cameron had or to slept sleep in on the a RV. shower
1: curtain. I would have slept in the RV because like they have the RV outside that has beds. Oh, I yeah, probably they would do. have just gone out there.
0: I probably would as well. Or I, no, I think I would have booked a fucking hotel.
1: Yeah. Uh, salsa and, then, and tomato juice in a bed.
0: But it's just Carrie all over. Like yeah. it's always about the big dramatic explosion. The she, she really revels in the, I don't give a fuck. Right. Kind of mentality. And it's like, well, that's all cute and stuff, but when is it what, yeah. since when has it been cool not to give a shit about anybody? Right.
1: And I hope you enjoyed staying up all night doing four loads of laundry because you could have really like damaged your Airbnb. Like, this is not your home.
0: Well, yeah, this is the other thing. Like, that's somebody's <laughs> fucking personal property.
1: Yeah. Uh. I mean, She's a mess, man. I'm like, I'm not enjoying her at all this season. Like, I just want her to go.
0: <laughs> I know she's really uncomfortable to watch. She's just really fucking unstable. And she's it's,
1: too it's, up and down for me. Like, I love yeah. watching the sensitive stuff with her and her daughters, but like, this crazy lady who throws salsa on a bed is just not my cup of tea. I, I think the thing is, I don't enjoy Carrie drinking. I think, well, I for think that's me, absolutely yeah. what it's all about.
0: A hundred percent, she needs to assess her behavior when she's drinking. And, you know, drink if you want to drink, drink. But don't be surprised if people start cutting you out because they don't like you and you're drinking. Like, eventually for that's sure. going to
1: happen. Because you're kind of a
0: dick to everybody. She's not kind of a dick. She's like 100% bona fide through and through gargantuan cock. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, call it like I see it. Um, Yeah. The one interesting thing about this episode, though, was this kind of unveiling of the relationship between Tiffany and her mum.
1: Yeah. I'm so torn on these because... Because she has pointed out that like her mom, she thinks her mom's going to say anything in front of the camera because she doesn't want to be embarrassed. So I really struggle now watching these because I don't know how real it is. I mean, I think Tiffany's being vulnerable and open, but I don't know if what Tiffany's mom is saying is really what Tiffany's mom feels or what she wants to portray that she feels.
0: Well interestingly I was feeling the same way but actually as I watched the interaction as I heard her talk about how COVID-19 had really um made her reassess some things and I think I mean I, what hope I found, true. I I think this was like it felt like it was a moment that she hadn't ever considered before like it was she was right. seeing Tiffany's pain for the first time I felt like that was a genuine reaction yeah we'll see um but, you know, I could be proved wrong. I hope it is because Tiffany is an absolute fucking superstar. And it breaks oh. my heart to think about, you know, and I know that her parents were doing the best fucking thing that they could possibly do. Like, But to think of her just in a library in a country she didn't know, falling asleep on the yeah. on the floor of a library, spending all day there with no friends or, you know, that's hard. For sure. I do love and respect
1: that she's completely not that way with her girls. Like, you can very obviously tell she has a very strong bond with her daughters and puts them first in a way she never was put first. And, like, these girls know that they're loved and taken care of and all that. So I love the way she hasn't continued the cycle. And I do really hope that, like, her mom means what she says.
0: Yeah, I think she does. And I think it's a process, right? It's very difficult because... Tiffany is a product of an entirely different culture to her mum, yeah. and so yeah. she's kind of straddled between the two. Whereas her mum has obviously grew up and didn't move to America until she was in, you know, an adult. And so, for sure, I think it's not going to be an immediate change for her mum. But I did feel like this was the beginning of of an understanding that her mum was starting to see yeah. what was really going on. Yeah. Hopefully.
1: um. Before we get off of Dallas, can we just talk about the animal communicator and Court and Cam and how so, much, I will have to say, I like that Court and Cam are together because Court takes all of these things in such stride like he's keeping her off the streets. But,
0: but even more than that, like I hated Cam last season. I couldn't yeah. bear her. At the beginning of this season, I found her tricky. But I have to say... This relationship between her and Court makes so much fucking sense to me. Like, (laughs) I mean, it doesn't because it's batshit crazy, but you can see that they are perfect for each other. And I don't think he doesn't just deal with it. He like loves that about her. He loves that she creates this pink fluffy bubble that he can come home to where he gets to talk to dog communicators For like sure. <laughs> yeah. i love that he's like this is not something that i deal that i put yeah. up with this is the reason why i'm with her right. I was she's like- crazy and a little bit and honestly
1: i look at her and i look at her in very different ways sometimes and i think it's just getting to know her and maybe the person behind the pink because i do think it's a bit of like Elle Woods, right? Like Elle Woods yeah. in, in the film is very, very smart, but she loves everything girly and loves everything pink. And I think Cameron is very true to who she is. Like, I mean, in this episode, she's like, I'm a lot and I'm okay with that. And
0: I know i I really wanted lot. to talk about that because yeah. I think this is a thing that lots and lots of people struggle with. And it's, I think a lot of people quieten themselves down to For fit. For sure. Um, because people who are intimidated by that kind of what they perceive as like overconfidence, but actually, generally, can be a sign of underconfidence. Mm-hmm. Get you know they they tell them to to not be like that, and I think right. I really respect anybody who can turn around and go. I'm a lot, and I'm alright with that. Like I get it. I'm not for everybody, right?
1: But we're having this think, chat with the animal psychic because we got to find out what's going on with Louie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm here for yeah. it and, and I love yeah. her for it now. Yeah. And watching this dynamic between them just helps me understand them both a little bit more. For sure. And I feel like, it, I think partly we're getting to know Cameron a little bit better. I also
1: feel like Cameron's coming into her own on the show a little bit more. I think she was very overshadowed by all the stuff with Leanne last season. Um, one thing I've I've also just realized, like, Cameron never sets out to hurt anybody's feelings. You know, I think a lot of what she says is tongue-in-cheek. It sometimes doesn't come off that way, but I think it actually is. I think she's just got a dry sense of humor that not many people get. But I think ultimately, like, she's here for everybody. Like, I really like the way she and Tiffany were bonding this episode. And
0: I don't know. I agree. And I like the way she's with her kids. Like, she's a present mom. She's involved, you know... She doesn't mind them taking the piss? No. And that's the other thing that I really like about Cam. She can laugh at herself. And there's always something super attractive about that in a person. So this week, I like Cam. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes from week to week. Um, Should we move on to
1: New Jersey? Yeah, we uh, we definitely can.
0: Um, Right now, I think this is the show that's delivering week on week. Oh, Um, for sure. And let's talk, can we talk a little bit first about Jennifer and her parents? Because I feel like that was the biggest storyline this week.
1: Absolutely. It kind of, I mean, I like getting to know the backgrounds of these girls. It makes me understand Jen a little bit more. Um, But I did question, like, part of me, like, question at the very beginning, like, well, if she understands what her mom feels, where is her empathy and compassion for her mom? just as a woman well, the,
0: well, I think this is I felt the same. I felt that Jen's approach to her mum was really lacking in empathy. And Yeah. I think it's very easy to paint her mum as like this nagging nasty piece of work that's just done. But when I look at what she's saying, I fully empathize with her mum. I feel like and I talk a lot in the blog about being the swan legs in the relationship yeah. like Jimmy is the swan on top of the water fucking being the great dad and everybody sees it and he is brilliant and that's his role. And I fucking love that he does it because I'm not interested. And I am the fucking legs beneath that make sure everything's in the right place and forms are filled out and all of that. And I feel like to an extreme level, her mum has been the swan legs and probably the fucking swan. Let's be both. Yeah. She's done it all. Yeah. And she makes a really good point. She's like, yes, your dad never, you never saw anything bad about your dad because he was never there. Right. Like, I was always there. I dealt with everything. I dealt with the yeah. shit. I dealt with the good. And I absolutely understand her frustration when she's like, after all this time, I put my hands up and I say enough. I am not going to do this anymore. Right. And you all take his side and he, yeah. and, and I worked my fucking ass off.
1: Right. You ungrateful little dickheads. That's what I mean, that's obviously my words, not hers. But I mean, I think what's fascinating is when you think about what her mom's went through, like was married off at 16, was moved to a completely different country that she honestly had no interest in living in or anything like that. A few years later, then had to raise all the babies in a place where she didn't know the language. She still doesn't quite know all the language. And it's just like, can you imagine that? I mean, she was essentially trapped at the house taking care of children for her entire life.
0: Well, and I think this is a really good fucking metaphor for women in general. Like, yeah. we are so behind, we spent so many years behind the scenes fucking facilitating shit and making it happen and feeling undervalued for it. And, well, and that's making what sure, she feels. and also
1: making sure our husbands feel comfortable, like, feel validated with the tiny things that they do as well. Like, we created all that, you yeah. know, like men getting applause for changing a diaper and.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, we allowed that to happen. I mean, I think yeah. less so now, obviously, that's been sure. challenged. But it's really, I feel really bad for her mum because this isn't like you or me saying, enough, I'm not dealing yeah. with this. This is a woman who her entire life has been taught that she should live her life for her husband, that yeah. her entire life that she should put herself last and her kids first. And when she finally decide, when she finally sees through the fucking myth and right. decides in her latest of years that she wants to put herself first everybody takes the fucking father's side
1: I'd be like peace MFers like I'm out (laughs) I'm getting on a flight and I'm going someplace else (laughs) and I'm taking the cash
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting on a cruise to fucking Florida your dad can live with you I'm 100%
1: fine with that I'm out you look after him (laughs) yep
0: (laughs) I would not blame her not at all because her kids are
1: grown it's just the two of them at the house
0: yeah. And he I can't mean, be nice to her. Well, and we can see a nasty side to him whenever For he talks sure. to to his Bill? wife. Oh, yeah. He's a a uh, the dad. Yeah, yeah. He's a nasty he spits those words out at her.
1: For sure, and then justifies it to Bill. And I mean, this is what I mean, I think Bill is a gem cuz I think Bill yeah. just listens to everybody and really tries to kind of figure it all out. And he's you know, babe. one thing he said was like we can't you can't judge him based on kind of modern day man because that's not the society he grew up in and while i get that they also do not have any children at home so for me it's like she does not need to be waiting on you you are an adult you handle your own stuff now
0: give her a break well and also bill's right you know it's it's unfair for us to judge her father by the standards that we have for men today but that doesn't under that doesn't undermine the fact that the experience for her mum was still sh- bullshit. And that's all she's like, asking people to that's like all understand. She's asking, To validate that, and she calls it abuse, and it's a really interesting use of that word because the old school is like, well, it's not abuse because I didn't punch you, right? She's right. like, but that isn't that isn't just abuse, and no, if she feels like she was abused, yeah, emotionally, then you have to validate that for her, and I think Jen. Is getting there, and I, but I, it, I'm shocked that she didn't get there sooner.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, no, I'm on the um, podcast. I the told you not to come out until t- I open the door. Go back in there, please. No, your snacks are in there. Please, please go back to your room. We talked about this before. Please do that. I'm almost finished. I will come get you. You have snacks in your room. Jimmy can edit all that, right? Mm -hmm. I'll start again. Hang on. Keep going. Go back in your room. Okay? I'll come get you. I'm almost done. You okay? All right. Go back in your room. Shut the door, please.
0: (laughs) The other thing is the way that this plays out in front of the kids in their kitchen. And thank God Bill is like, this needs to stop. Kids, go. This is ugly, ugly chat. For sure. I want to knock. Actually, I just want to knock these guys' heads together and go. Look, I get it. You're from a different generation, but grow the fuck up. For sure, both of you grow up. And a, you should, you
1: are absolutely right. They should not have been talking about that in front of the kids. Like Gabriel, Gabriella was so upset, and I was like, uh, Is anybody noticing that there are children in the room? Like,
0: I know it was really dark. So good, on take the pause, for sorting yeah. that out. Um. Let, let's talk a little bit about Frank and Dolores and Dolores's issues at moment. Cause obviously she's going for a biopsy after a Ugh. mammogram came back. Um, abnormal. Um, so scary. So scary. But here's the thing. I need Dolores to stop accepting the bare minimum from David. For sure. And part of me is like, you know, it's so telling
1: that you're okay sitting here having this entire conversation with Frank and you are not comfortable having this conversation with david because that's how i read it like you don't even want to tell him because you don't want to talk about it with him
0: it's like yeah and she's she does this pr job on it like she yeah. she's it's he's giving her the bare minimum and she's calling it freedom and right. it's like no that's not what it is you can be fully free in a relationship and feel loved and supported for what sure. Would, would Dolores still be with David if she didn't have Frank to support her in all the things no. that she needs support in? Of course no. she wouldn't. No.
1: Not a chance. And I love how Frank is very frank about just not being <laughs> down <laughs> with David, you know? Like,
0: yeah. he's not the man for you. And this I'm is obvious. still waiting. I'm still waiting for Frank to do something wrong. Like, I, I just, I'm like, what? Yeah. what is think, it, Dolores? I mean, I, I get that he cheated on you. I think he's dating,
1: like, a 20-year-old right now. Like, for oh, real. Is I, he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is he? He, he like, like, I don't know if it's on Instagram, but I saw something on somebody's thing, and Frank. it's, like, a super young girl. It's, like, you know. But maybe he's doing the whole Scott Disick thing. Maybe. Just dick it around until Dolores makes up her decision.
0: Either way, I, I them appreciate. Together. I do too, and I appreciate that Frank isn't a dick about it. He's like, look, I like yeah. David, but I don't like him as a boyfriend for you. I mean, it's not a good. Yeah. If my husband didn't want to come with me to get a biopsy, and he could, obviously, it's corona, so he can't. But right. if he didn't want to, he could drive you though and sit in the car. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a course, scary thing. But he wouldn't just turn around and go, "I'm not worried about it." No, it's scary. You don't ever want anything. I mean,
1: it's scary enough to have anything come back like abnormal. Then have to schedule the new thing. Being a mom, like I know her kids aren't at home, but they're they're just in college. Like they're not grown with their own kids. Like I don't know. Like that that shit's scary. Even if it's not anything, it's scary shit.
0: I think David is what Dolores needed. At when it happened, but yeah. I think she's allowed it to drag on a little bit long. And I'm really For glad sure. that the psychic <gasps> calls her out on it. But let's talk about this psychic, though. She I mean, was so spot on with I everyone. Just got goosebumps.
1: I, I want got goosebumps. I want to be read by her. Like, I want to go meet her. We need to go to Jersey and find she Gina Marie. She wasn't even
0: like, um, she didn't even allude to things. She's like Esther. That's the yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. And then with the dog, and she just knew the names. It wasn't like, oh, it begins with a B, yeah, B, yeah. B. She no, just No, like she was knew. very
1: clear about what she was seeing. And what I liked about her is she wasn't like <clears throat> witchy woo-woo either. Like she's just like a no. normal lady, like having a glass of wine with them before and like totally fine. Because do you remember honestly, they had a psychic... They have, like, a psychic smoking an e-cigarette in, like, early seasons of uh, Beverly Hills. And she <laughs> Beverly just like, Hills, yeah. Yeah, and just told them a bunch of stuff that was not even remotely correct. And then got in, like, fights with them. <laughs>
0: yeah, God, she, she was definitely thirsty for her own, like, little for slot sure. of fame. But, but this like, girl was phenomenal. Oh. And, like, even, I would say, because I've watched, is it Tyler Henry? Yeah. So well, he's great.
1: Yeah, he's great, for but sure. she...
0: Shot him at the fucking water.
1: Yeah. She was very, very specific Um, and knew things that were not out there.
0: Yeah. You, uh, was people. it Bernie with Margaret and that yeah. was Jan's father? Yeah.
1: It was unbelievable. That was amazing. I mean, yeah, spot on for
0: all the ladies. I mean, the other thing that the psychic, talking of tea, the other tea that the psychic dropped was that, Teresa is faux show dating somebody. Melissa confirmed she's got a boyfriend. Which we all know is correct. And we're not, she wasn't allowed to say it, but but yeah. it's out, the secret's out.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's with a dude who is actually fairly questionable on maybe oh, running no, some swinger, swinger clubs in New Jersey.
0: <laughs> well, I <laughs> maybe mean, that, a sex does that addict. make him, oh, that makes him questionable as a partner. But yeah, running, yeah. Like, running like, a legit, I mean swingers clubs wall, aren't
1: aren't legit. They're just like groups of suburbanites meeting up in places. But is it illegal? I think it is. I mean, I, I don't think, think it's illegal if you have a legit place, but I think it's illegal if it's just a Facebook group.
0: I mean, he's cute. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's he's definitely not my type of dude, I mean compared but, no,
0: but, but compared but apparently, to
1: Joe Oh, Judah. yeah, he's way better than Juicy Joe and but this guy's apparently not treated his ex-girlfriends like very well, like demanding sex from them. And if they don't give him sex, then he cuts it off. Or he, that, uh. like, he just plays a lot of mind games. But we'll see. Who knows? These could all be thirsty oh, women just talking I've, a lot of shit.
0: I've just seen a picture of him without his sunglasses on. He's a bit cod-eyed. I don't like him at all. <laughs> also.
1: Cod-eyed <laughs> is brilliant.
0: <laughs> also, anybody who writes, describes themselves father, motivator, philanthropist, warrior, is a worrier. warrior. Warrior.
1: <laughs> I'm a worrier. worrier. I sit oh, at home and worry.
0: <laughs> I love a good worry. <laughs> I can teach you how to worry, just like me. Yeah. We could do it naked. <laughs> oh, naked worry. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm. You know. He's
1: a little bit of a DB, I think. But you know yeah, what? Like, if he's rocking her socks when she very clearly, obviously needs them to be rocked, then. More power to her.
0: Yeah, just don't marry him, Teresa. No,
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, Before we move on, let's just finish up with a quick chat about Melissa and Joe. Uh, <sighs> I mean, we predicted that this was a bump in the road that they'd figure it out. They yeah. are doing... It's just Joe, right?
1: He just needs to grow up, man. Like, Joe is kind of childish. In, in some really good yeah. ways, like can't keep his hands off his wife, probably has a huge sex yeah. drive. That seems great. But... With with the but I guess with the sex drive of a fifteen year old boy, you also have to deal with the insecurities of a fifteen year old boy. And I think that's what we're seeing. And the, I mean, I yeah. think they'll work through it, but it's just like, oh Joe, come on.
0: I mean, I think we've seen growth from him already. The fact that For he sure. wouldn't even let Melissa go to Bachelorette oh party. Like I mean, I, I can't get It on board blows with this my bullshit. mind that
1: there's even the saying, like, my husband won't let me go. Yeah. It's just yeah. so far from real I don't know.
0: Totally. I mean go. I am I'm, I'm here for the saying my husband's pissed that I went because he yeah, went.
1: For like, That's sure. fine. I've done that enough. Have it we are. He would never he
0: would never have <laughs> laid down, it would never be right go. putting my foot down.
1: You can't go. <laughs> that just makes me laugh. I'm picturing both Elijah and Jimmy actually trying to do that to either one of us, and it just makes me laugh. No. No, Bye.
0: no, no. Bye! sweetie. Okay, I'm gonna leave you with that, and we're gonna go again. Yes. Bye. Yeah, you,
1: you, can, you can have fun with that thought process. Real quick, before we go, what do you think of the whole Jen and Marge thing? Because, like, Jen does this her, and we didn't talk about it earlier, but it is in my notes. So I'm going to bring it up. But um, do Jen does like this Instagram live talking about how she needs a housekeeper and how <laughs> yeah. she's doing it all with like five kids and whatever. And Marge gets really pissed off because she says it's tone deaf because people are struggling with other things. I want to put it to you. Who of these two do you think is a bit tone deaf? Because I think an argument could be made that actually Marge most women who are staying at home, homeschooling five children during COVID with no help, really probably
0: identify with wanting a housekeeper. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I 100 percent know what you're saying. I think, um, I think they're both: you're Right. Up. I think the difference is, is that there's, that this is hmm. for most women, having a housekeeper isn't feasible. For sure. You know, I think that's the thing. We can all say and go, yeah, I'd love to have a housekeeper. But to be able to afford one and whinge about not having one is potentially a slightly different thing. On the flip side, I think Margaret is looking to trip Jen up at every fucking point. Um, And so is willing to jump on any kind of criticism for her. I did think what Jen was saying is tone deaf because there will be lots of women that would also love a housekeeper but don't have the privilege to even begin whinging about the fact that they haven't got one. So I do appreciate that, but... I just think these two are at fucking loggerheads, and it actually doesn't matter what either of them do. No, they'll both hate it.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd agree. I'd agree with that. I just feel Marge is being a little tone deaf with like what moms are dealing with with COVID.
0: Yeah, I mean for sure she is, but I think yeah, um, I think she's pissed, and I think Jen's for sure. pissed. I like, mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's interesting. You're right. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I'd love a fucking housekeeper if anybody. Oh, who wouldn't? If, like, you know. who
1: the fuck wouldn't,
0: you know? I, I could look after my own kids if I didn't have to look after the house. I mean, dude, I can't, right I now... i have the energy to do both. Right now, I just want to move out of the
1: basement. Oh, I can't even... I mean, I'll clean my own house to move out of the basement. It's getting I painted. It's getting painted. Like, the painters are starting to prep. So, like, we're getting there. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's just like, I'm I'm over it. Like I made, I made waffles and bacon this morning.
0: I saw on and it Instagram. It was just like, delicious. but
1: there's like five people like, Right up in my face, and it's just like, yeah. I need you <laughs> off. to get away from me. <laughs> it's six thirty in the morning. I've been for a workout, and now I'm making you homemade waffles and bacon. You all need to back off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do not blame you in the slightest. Um, I think it's very magnanimous of you to
1: get home and make waffles and bacon. Oh, I prom—I promised my oldest kid he had a rough day yesterday, so I promised that that's what he could have this morning. So,
0: oh, bless you. Um, right. Keeping up with the Kardashians, let's wrap this up. Um Yeah. Do we even need to talk Chris about Chris helps Caitlyn. Great. Good on her. I'm glad she's got over. Now, it. the woman with Caitlyn,
1: is that her partner or is that her business manager? Or I both? think it's a little bit from
0: Column, a, and a little bit yeah. from Column. B, I mean that's what Chris. I don't was think for there's been too. any Yeah. I <laughs> that's don't his think MO. there's been her any, MO, sorry. That's her yeah, MO. There's not been any um Official confirmation on the relationship status of her and Kate. But they've lived together for a long time. And I think we can assume Sophia that and Caitlin. It goes beyond a professional
1: relationship. For sure. I I mean, Chris is a bigger woman than I am. Because I don't think I would have taken that call. I think I after think, the Vanity Fair article and a lot of stuff that Caitlin has done in the press about Chris and the Kardashians. Oh yeah.
0: I I think been been a
1: brat. Sort your own career out. I've done your career for long enough.
0: Yeah, I think I probably would as well. But I always have respect for Chris, and I think I'd like to think that I could have done what Chris did. Yeah, I don't think I could have. Because you do it for yourself, right? Though, because you don't forgive somebody for them, you forgive it because you have to just fucking move on and let go of that. And I think if you hold on to the rage. I'm like, not saying hold on now. to the rage, but I don't think
1: you have to bend over backwards to help them with the rest of their lives. Like,
0: no, yeah. She I mean, made I the, the decision to
1: leave the relationship both professionally and personally. She doesn't then get to like tap back into my brain whenever she wants.
0: No, totally. And I think there <laughs> would have to be a boundary. I hope Kate <laughs> yeah. Caitlin doesn't think that this is like now right. a thing that she can yeah. do. Um, but and yeah, then part of me- was- sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I just thought it was really magna Like, I yeah. think Chris came out of that looking... Absolutely. Like, her side of the street was clean as fuck.
1: I feel like Caitlin's thirsty, and, like, this was another way to try to, like, revamp a career that's kind of been a non-starter, because, like, her own show did not do that great, so it was not picked back up again. Like, she's been very back and forth with the press and things like that. Um, I don't know.
0: I just think, chill out, babe. Like... Yeah. Just live your life.
1: Right. No, I mean nobody's asking you to do it in front like
0: I don't think you're do struggling you like. for money. No, like, Let's just, just be happy. Ch- chill the fuck out. Yeah. Um I'm not even going to discuss the UFO things. Yep, if that's don't all right. cuz that yep. literally nope. bored me to tears. Yeah. Uh briefly I can talk, I mean, we can briefly talk about Poosh. I think Courtney, here's the thing about Poosh. I think Poosh is just a big fucking vanity project that somebody (laughs) dreamed up because they needed something for Courtney to fucking do. And they didn't even come up with anything original. They've just copied Goop. So this is what that is. And then classic style, Courtney's just hired all her friends. And, you know, anyway, and then is surprised when they talk to her about the problems. And it's like, babe, this is what being a manager is. You have, this isn't, this is you've not had any boundaries. the best fucking employees in the world are gonna win. Employees in the world always whinge and whine and get on each other's tits, and there's always office gossip and all the rest of it. Every manager deals with it. It does not mean anything other than you need to fucking learn how to be a proper manager. And if this was an actual proper job and you knew what you were fucking doing, you'd have figured it out. And I, I like, I was over it for sure. Watch more Goop on Netflix and just copy Gwyneth Paltrow
1: because apparently she's got it together. She knows what she's doing.
0: I mean, like yeah. her or not, she's fucking built goop and it works for her. I mean, yeah. Oh,
1: oh, speaking of which, I mean, this is a little side topic. I'm listening to this new podcast and it's all about like that industry, like the beauty oh, wellness yeah. industry. And it's called, let me look at it real fast Poog, P O O G. And it's two chicks and like they're hilarious and they just talk a lot of shit about some stuff. So I'd recommend that's, it. Is
0: that that's got to be a play on
1: Poosh and Goop, right? I would assume so. It's P O O G. That's so good. Um, There's
0: also a series on Netflix. I think it might even be called Well Being, where it dives into all yeah. these kind of well being trends and things. That's quite interesting. It Talking does, but wasn't it more pro? To,
1: was it more pro that though? I, I feel it, like the. I don't
0: really remember. I think yeah, it was yeah, I, d- I, I didn't
1: watch it because I felt like people who were telling me about it. That it was more pro it. all that stuff, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to watch it."
0: I think it actually was a bit more balanced, if I okay. remember rightly. I, I I think so, but I, you know, I've, I've watched so much television, For I sure. forget what I've watched. <laughs> um, but I am listening. Talking to podcasts that we're listening to. Yeah. Um, I've started West Cork. The girls oh, on my favorite. Yeah, yeah. The girls on my favorite. Murder talked about it, and I yes. was like, "Oh, I really need a new podcast." I've started that. It's Brilliant.
1: Is it? How are the so uh, accents? Good. Oh, it's brilliant. Good home and for genuine. the bewildered. Home
0: Excellent. for the bewildered. I'm subscribing no, they to that are right now. They're actual real-life Irish people.
1: Yeah, I've been listening to another one that is more true crimey and it's about the um disappearance of Kristen Smart, which I always get confused with Elizabeth Smart because Elizabeth Smart was kidnapped out of her home and then returned, but Kristen Smart was they haven't figured out what's happened to her yet and it's called your own backyard it's brilliant the first episode's a little draggy but then it really picks up and it's really good i listened to it shoveling the driveway this morning
0: oh send me the link
1: yeah so listen to that as well
0: uh but not until you've listened to ours of course no you've
1: got to listen to ours to get the recommendations at the end that's true
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're already here uh Wow, sometimes I can be really dumb. Um, <laughs> listen, that's us for this week. We're yeah. uh, wrapping it up. Did we miss Atlanta? I didn't miss Atlanta.
1: I mean, I still watched it, but I didn't take any notes on it. I, I just like, listened to it while I was doing things. And no, I don't think there was anything I really needed to talk about from there. So um, I don't know Agreed. if we do want to do the reunion, though, because it's apparently...
0: Yeah, let's Fire. do the reunion.
1: So we'll do we'll do the Minnesota the reunion even though we haven't talked about the last just couple of episodes, but um Yeah, I think that's us. All right then. I hope uh well listen, everybody out there is enjoying whatever weather they're having around this world and, you know, abiding to whatever or however they feel about vaccines. You do you, we do us.
0: Yeah. Get your own podcast if you've got a different opinion. (laughs) Um, But listen, thank you as ever for giving us your time this week. We love you for it, and we hope you have a fabulous week next week. Until then, remember, smart people watch reality TV too. Bye-bye. Please subscribe, rate and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates, and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. Theme music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims.